Well, Advent season has begun. The word Advent means coming, and it is the time of the year that Christians begin celebrating the birth of Jesus while also asking, is this the year that Jesus will come again? So at the angel's birth announcement of Jesus, we read about in Luke chapter 2, verse 14, we hear these words, glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. Today, I want to talk about how the birth and life of Jesus enables you to experience peace every day of your week. My aim is like Paul's in his letter to the Colossian church when he says these words, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. Now, in my experience working with people, I've learned that every person wants to experience peace in this life. And by peace, I mean exactly what the Bible means when it translates the Hebrew word shalom into the English word peace. It means things are in order. There is harmony. There is wholeness. The thing, that is not, the thing is not fractured or in parts. So imagine a pile of car engine parts. When the hundreds of parts are separated, they're nothing more than a chaotic mess of metal tubes and bolts and wires. But when you put them together into something whole, they make an engine that can propel a car like this beautiful sports car. So if you're wondering what to get me for Christmas, here's an idea. See, God has created us to desire the experience of daily peace. And when we're experiencing peace, our lives just work better. We are hardwired with this desire. So people strive for inner peace in different ways. I want to get you thinking about some of the ways, generally speaking, people are striving for peace even today. Here's the first one. If your most intense emotions are about groups that are for or against your political party, it's because you believe deep down that peace is made possible by earthly governments. You might not say it out loud, but there may be something in you that believes elected officials can bring wholeness and order that will result in your inner peace. And the degree to which you feel like this is true is always revealed in how angry you become and anyone who thinks peace will come about in some other way. Here's another example. If you drink often or spend excessively, it's because somewhere in your brain is the deeply held belief that these things will help you experience peace. You might even believe it so much that you're compelled to let everyone know you're enjoying a drink or purchasing either consciously or subconsciously in hopes of convincing them to find peace in the same way. Here's a third one, ways that we seek to find peace. If you compulse about how you look or you don't look, it might reveal that you believe a certain beauty or physique is how you can finally experience peace. Now, I've always enjoyed exercise, but no amount of exercise or muscle has made me or anyone that I know of at peace for very long. The result of this effort to find peace is so temporary. And here's the last one. If you have to eliminate any and every difficulty from your life, this might reveal a misplaced hope that the ease of life will bring peace. On the surface, avoiding difficulty sounds great, but it'll be nearly impossible for you to build a meaningful marriage without having to walk through some difficult times. And nearly every stage of parenting brings with it some difficulty that you cannot avoid. 
And to stay gainfully employed will require you to endure seasons of difficulty. So finding peace by avoiding challenges, it's not actually going to give you a lasting peace. And I could make a longer list of the ways that we're all seeking to find peace. But what is it for you? Where are you trying to find soul level peace? What are you trying to put in order in hopes that once it gets put together, you'll finally experience the peace you need most? On today's message, I want to share with you this truth. Jesus was born to make experiencing inner peace possible. And we experience peace in life by our daily choice to pray and obey. Peace was God's plan all along, which is why it's a longing in our hearts. I love how the Old Testament authors declared this much-needed truth. Look at Psalm 29, 11. May the Lord give strength to his people. May the Lord bless his people with peace. Or Psalm 85, 8. The Lord promises peace for his people. Or the prophet Isaiah in chapter 26, verse 12. O Lord, you establish peace for us. Psalm 29, 11. The Lord gives strength to his people. The Lord blesses him with peace. These are the songs and the words of God's people who then heard those words of the angel. Glory to God in the highest. On earth, peace is here for those on whom God's favor rests. The angels declared that the peace we all really need had arrived at the birth we celebrate at Christmas. And that baby grew into the man we call Jesus and in John chapter 14, verse 27, he says these words about peace. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. When Jesus tells them he could leave peace with them, they had to hear his claim to do what they knew only God could do. Jesus is saying that in him there will come the order and harmony and wholeness that God has created us to experience. So in January, our church will be 10 years old. And I started it in my early 30s. And that was the point for me as an adult when I was still hopeful that life would get less complex and easier to navigate. But then I hit what is called a midlife crisis. It happens to all of us. And it's the disorienting period of life where you realize life will always be messy. Now, this is a real thing, people. You know it if you're older than 40. And what I saw was my peers falling out one by one with failed marriages, strange addictions, and serious depression. And as I consider my own walk with God and walk with others through these years in life, I am more convinced than ever that enjoying your life means you have to learn how to experience inner peace in a world that is increasingly busy. You will never live in a less chaotic, unpredictable world, but you can experience deep peace in the midst of it. This means we believe you can love your lives now. And it's not just an empty hope for peace. It's built on the very words of Jesus Christ. Again, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. The disciples needed to hear those words in John 14 from Jesus, and so do we. Their world, like ours, was unpredictable and sometimes hard, and it was spinning faster and faster. And like ours, it was only becoming more stressful and harsh. Yet we read that the peace that we all need is given to us through Jesus. 
Now I know when I say that most of you think the peace that Jesus makes possible in our relationship is in relationship to what's happening in our everyday lives. You know, like in Christ we can experience peace on a bad day or a series of days. And, and that is true. But none of that really matters if we are not at peace with God. You see, the peace that Jesus first brings is in our relationship with God. I want you to think of a pile of Legos. Now, as a pile, there's not much to see. But when a master Lego builder like this 43-year-old Nathan Sawaye, he gets a vision for taking that pile of mostly rectangular blocks and he graciously puts them together in an orderly way, you see a masterpiece. The birth of Jesus that we celebrate this month is a reminder that the master people builder came to dwell among us with a plan to restore our fractured, disordered lives. And the first step of which is to make us at peace with God by dying to pay the penalty for the sin that causes fracture and disorder. Jesus was born to make a way for us to be at peace with God. And it's our sin that has broken the relationship with God, causing disorder and disharmony. There's no more important relationship we need to get right to experience peace than our relationship with God Almighty. So when Jesus says he brings peace, he means something more than just helping us survive a tough day or a tough situation. He makes it possible for us to live at peace with God Almighty. Listen to the Apostle Paul talk about this to the church in Rome. Romans chapter 5, verse 1. Since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Peace is experienced by all those who are justified by faith in what Jesus has done for us. Now, justified, it's a big word, but it means made right. Another helpful translation says, it says Romans 5, 1 in this way. Since we have been made right in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ our Lord has done for us. The kind of peace that Christ's death makes possible is peace with God. Yes, we want peace in this life, but first we need peace with God. Are you at peace with God? If your sin has not been forgiven, you're not at peace with God. And more clearly, God is not at peace with you. But he loves you and he demonstrates his love by mercifully becoming flesh and dying on a cross to pay for the sin that makes you guilty. Take a step of faith. Trust that Jesus saves you. And then you'll want to let others know and you'll be baptized as a declaration of your faith in Jesus Christ. You can experience peace knowing that you're made right with God through your faith in Jesus Christ. This is something that God does for you through Jesus and all of you must accept today. Then we can make daily choices to more likely experience the benefit of being at peace with God. I've already mentioned to you Colossians chapter 3 where Paul invites the Christians at Colossae to let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. This is the immediate benefit to faith in Christ. In a chaotic world, Jesus enables us to experience inner peace. Now, I want to offer to you two ways that you can put yourself in a position to do that. Pray and obey. First of all, pray, ask God for peace. Philippians 4, 
Verse 6, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your mind in Christ Jesus. So don't worry. Instead, pray about everything. So if you're around here for very long, you'll hear us remind one another to practice praying daily. There's not any better way to deal with a disordered heart than to talk to God about it. And maybe talking out loud to God is difficult for you. Instead, what you want to do is write a letter to God. That's cool. I oftentimes think about the fact that God speaks to us through a written letter, so we ought to be able to write a letter to Him. Maybe that's how you want to pray. Some kind of journaling as a form of communication. Now, even for some of you, that might even feel challenging and So God has given us the church where we're set up so that you can talk to a friend or a mentor about whatever is creating disharmony and stress in you, maybe a spiritual father or mother. And you can talk to them in hopes that they'll be able to speak the words of God back to you. Now, as a church, we've set up a few environments where you can do that in loop groups and also in these mentor groups. If you're interested, let us know. What is it that troubles you? Have you prayed about it? I don't know about you, but... I tend to gripe about it or whine about it or deflect it, but I want to more often react first by praying about it. How about you? Now, the second thing we must do to experience peace daily is obey. This is a little bit harder. Obedience is living within the boundaries God establishes for our good. So just prior to his words in John chapter 14 about peace, Jesus Talk to them about obedience. Listen to this in verse 15. He says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. He's explaining to them what it means to walk with him in peace. We also read something similar. Verse 21. He it is who loves me will keep my commandments. And he who it is who keeps my commandments will show his love for the Father. Or verse 24. Whoever does not love me does not keep my words. Wow. There is a connection between our experience of daily peace and how we respond to the boundaries God establishes. And we must understand that these boundaries are for our own good. When we desire inner peace yet ignore God's commands, we only experience more chaos. And you may not like the idea that boundaries are for your good, but you cannot deny that boundaries help life work. It's like when you're driving your car, there are lane markers and street lights. They provide boundaries for us all to keep so that we can keep moving. When those boundaries are not obeyed, then cars crash into one another and people get hurt. God established boundaries for our good so we can all experience peace in this life. Let me offer another analogy. I think it's helpful because this is a really challenging one. As a father, I have a responsibility to instruct my kids. My commands or boundaries are for their good oftentimes. I can see what they cannot see, which is why I establish boundaries for them to live within. If they choose to disobey me by transgressing the boundaries, their peace and the peace in our home will be disrupted. If they choose to disobey, they not only learn that my commandments are because I love them and want to spare them from hardship, but they also suffer the consequences of not living by my commands. Some of you are experiencing something other than peace because you're disobeying God. For me, as I think about my kids, my hope is that by learning 
As children to trust my commands are for their peace, someday they'll trust the commands of the Heavenly Father who sees everything. The commands of the Heavenly Father are for our good and make a way for us to experience daily peace. I love how John writes it in 1 John chapter 5, verse 3. For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not burdensome. Some of you are not experiencing peace in this life, and it's a result of your own choices. And I don't want to list off all the commands of God, because I hope what you'll do is walk with people in the church and begin to study more carefully the scripture so you can learn what commands of God are there. If you will live within the boundaries that God establishes, you'll more easily experience peace. But if you live outside of those boundaries, you will only experience unrest. Remember, Jesus says, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. So today, as we think about leaving this place, will you turn to God for the forgiveness of your sins so you can experience and be at peace with God Almighty? And then will you make the daily choice to pray and obey? If you do these things, you will truly experience peace this holiday season and for months and years to come. So let's think on and pray about these things.